I'm Dave. And coming back for this final minute of the Lost World Minutes, we have Jay Jurassic back. Hello. Glad to be back, guys. And to the final minute. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it's over. Oh. I know. <sighs> sad, sad times, but... Uh... We, we do plan on doing a few more episodes. We're going to uh, finish out the week with a bit of a recap of the uh, the movie on the whole. And, um, and yeah, we'll be looking at some other other things to talk about in the coming weeks as well. Probably just the one episode a week uh, for a little bit until we uh, work out what we're going to do into the future. Jurassic Park, three minutes and, uh, and all that. So um, I suppose... Thank you for everyone that's been uh, that stayed with us and downloaded and listened over the uh, over the run for the Lost World. We've um, had some great fed, fan feedback and that on the social medias, um, the likes and that on Instagram and Facebook has been fantastic on both pages there and Twitter. The followers there as well. So a big thank you to everyone. I've uh, I've put out the call for feedback for the final episode and uh, we'll see we'll see what we got for that. But um, this week, guys, toys. <laughs> we um we talked briefly last week about SDCC, and uh, Jay, you went on for that episode, but you were hoping, along with the rest of us, that we'd get a sauropod in the Brachiosaur reveal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How many are you gonna buy? <laughs> oh, uh, oh man, it's Mattel's just making it more difficult for me in, in my wallet. Like, uh, like I could barely get what the few things that I've was able to get like i can't be convincing all my friends and family members that i have another birthday <laughs> like, with it, every month <laughs> like it's it's difficult man but uh the brachiosaur is a definite buy you know i i just can't wait to see what how they, they how they do it you know i'm pretty much by what we've seen with the mosasaur i think it's going to be kind of the same thing like a build we'll probably get like a box there uh, kind of a a big box it's gonna have to be somewhat big because of the torso of the brachiosaur you know mm. but um we'll probably just see kind of like the neck almost almost how we see the mosasaurus just like the head and a little bit of its body and then the rest of it you build it but i am super excited for that yeah having the mosasaur in hand now i have no issue with having to plug it together like that no not at all it's just it, it's a beautiful piece a beautiful toy and it would and if they go with that um that real skin uh, feel, like it, like they did with uh, the Mosasaur, I, I think uh, it's gonna be a toy that everybody's gonna want to get. It's gonna be, especially since it is like the first big sauropod that we're gonna get, because you know, I mean, Kenner never went through with it. Uh, Hasbro gave us that tiny Brachiosaur that was completely out of scale <laughs> and, and looked more like a Camaros. Um, I might be saying the name wrong, a, a Camarasaurus. It's another sauropod, but like its face doesn't look like a brachiosaur face. It doesn't have that like, like that hump on the head. It's more like, yes. like you know what I'm talking about, which dinosaur mm-hmm. I'm gonna name? Yeah. yeah, it has more of a face like that than a brachiosaur, and it's tiny. And then we got the chaos effect, uh, Margo Spinus, which was uh, a mix of uh, I think it was Spinosaurus and a Margosaurus, and we're getting that one too, an Margosaurus. Hmm. That's awesome. That is very. That's a very um. Uh, not a very well-known sauropod species, but it's so cool looking because it does have yeah. these spines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't, uh, I can't wait. Mattel's doing really great stuff with things like this. Yeah, we talked last week about just the fact they're doing non-Jurassic stuff, like a lot of dinosaurs you know or loved as a kid that may not have had an appearance in the films. You're getting now in that Jurassic field with um, that's not just like a moulded rubber plastic of the uh, the cheap stuff you find in toy shops. It's actually going to be 
good quality, good molding and paint like we have with the rest of the Mattel figures. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I always wanted. I I think as a kid too. And you know, Kenner came out with some obscure um, dinosaurs and, and prehistoric animals and, and all. And then when Hasbro took the license, they they well they had I think like Tapahera was one of them. Uh, it was a Brazilian mm-hmm. um, pterosaur, but it wasn't even really. It doesn't really look like the Tapahera. Uh, it's it's just the Pteranodon with like a fin added to its beak, you know and uh, I would have loved if it was a real type of hair, but we're supposed. I think we're getting one like that too with uh, Mattel. Um, so Mattel's going into like the paleontology books and just like picking dinosaurs out, which is really cool. And it's gonna keep the line alive because we 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 don't have a movie for like another three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but just having these dinosaur species come out that have never been in the line is gonna have collectors and and just dinosaur enthusiasts want to buy these dinosaurs and it's just going to keep the line going which is a very smart move on their half, behalf you know well also smart is the fact that i mean think about it uh there really are no big uh sauropod dinosaur toys in general i mean think nope. about the um i mean Papo is probably one of the larger ones i'd say this is going to be like double, maybe triple the size of the Popo Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. There's very, very few sauropod, big sauropod dinosaur toys, so they're really, they're being smart by filling a very kind of niche void that just, I mean, like you said, dinosaur collectors are going to buy it, toy collectors are going to buy it, not just Jurassic Park fans, they're really mm-hmm. expanding and being smart about how they approach the Jurassic Park line, you know? You know why? Because I think they've seen how much uh, dinosaurs toys are doing in general. When you go go with the Papo toys, and everybody's trying mm. to get those, and and um, then you got some of uh, I think the brandish Schleck Schleck. I never could say the name. Yeah, and you got like a lot of dinosaurs in that line, but um, to have it in the Jurassic realm of dinosaurs where you can pick up a a, a GI Joe or your normal action figures Let, let's say they don't collect jurassic park uh, the kid that's buying these and they they got gi joes or they got little figures of people now they'll have dinosaurs that go within that scale that they can mm-hmm. have eating those those human figures so you know it's 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 always been that kind of thing where you can buy these dinosaur toys that just have dinosaurs but if you like sometimes <laughs> the playability of this Mm-hmm. most of those dinosaurs are just kind of like statuesque, you know, like they, yeah. they open their jaw and that's about it. You know I mean? You got these ones that can have a, even the minimal articulation, which would be legs and, and hands and arms and whatnot is enough to make it, a, give it a playability where you can have it, this dinosaur to play with rather than just have it just, just, just stand there and sit, you know? Um, because in the end, yeah, there's collectors like us that go out and get these dinosaurs but at the end of the day, kids love dinosaurs. That's just oh, the way yeah. it is. Like I mean, it's like when you introduce a kid to a dinosaur a book and tell them these creatures were around, <laughs> like in their backyard at some point, and it just boggles their mind. You can tell them about monsters, but uh-huh. but there's no proof that there's a monster out there hmm. for real. Well, you know, uh, unless you're into cryptozoology, but that's another <laughs> subject. But you know. Like you said, the um, it's smart because dinosaur toys are very beloved, especially by children. 
Mm -hmm. The dinosaurs right now in general are very hot. I can't tell you how often I work at a Kohl's, so I can't tell you how often I see. I I had a customer today who was buying her kid like ten different dinosaur related clothing items, mm -hmm. and they weren't even Jurassic Park. They were just generic dinosaur T-shirts and pajamas and pants and stuff like that. Yeah, it's yeah. having a renaissance again. It's like the '90s it again with, with dinosaurs. It is. Oh, yeah. You would go to the newsstand and you just find um, dinosaur books, dinosaur mm -hmm. magazines. They they had this one um, dinosaur magazine I used to buy as a kid. It was just called Dinosaurs, um, and it would have um, old drawing renditions of dinosaurs, and then would have like modern at the time uh, drawings of dinosaurs. And you would collect these bones. Uh, they glow. They had a glow in the dark. And when you put the dinosaur all together, it was a T Rex. And then you can buy uh, these uh, trapper keepers to put all these magazines in. It was so cool because you could um, you collect these, and mm -hmm. it was like this big thing. And it was only sold in a certain store. In in where I lived, it was ser served uh, uh, sold in this one store called Food Town, which was kind of like uh, just like this grocery chain around this area. And it was only there. And I think when at some point I didn't know this. And my mom didn't know. She didn't know too much English growing up when I was growing up or whatever. So she didn't know that, we, like, to continue the series, you had to do, like, a mail-in order. So I only got to have to, like, uh, I think it was, like, issue six or something like that. And the rest of them, you had to mail them in. And when I finally realized that, I was really little. It was too late. Like, they they were out of um, publication. They didn't make them anymore. But it was everywhere. And I feel yeah. like it's everywhere again. That's cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, I would actually go out on a limb and say that what that what we're experiencing right now is actually better than the than what it was back in the '90s. Because I mean, my mom tells me, "Oh, it was so hard to find like dinosaur bedding back then. Now it's mm -hmm. you can, you can yeah. go to, you can order out of a you can go to a, your local Coles or your local uh, a department store." And you can find dinosaur bedding, not just Jurassic Park, but generic um, dinosaur uh, shirts and clothing, bedding, toys, all of that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my little nephew, He's he, every time I go visit my mom my sister and see my nephew, he's got, like, a dinosaur shirt, dinosaur shorts or pants. And it's not – some of them are Jurassic Bar uh, Park brand, but a lot of them are just, just dinosaurs. And the cool mm -hmm. thing about dinosaurs is, like, you – no one owns the license of dinosaurs, so anybody exactly. can do what they want with dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. You can't exactly do a Jurassic Park dinosaur, you know, like it, you can't go mm -hmm. out there doing your own brand of Indoraptors or Indominus Rexes, those are Jurassic Park owned, but you can do your own rendition of T Rex, you yeah. can do your own rendition <laughs> of Velociraptor, and it's that's the cool thing about dinosaurs in general. It's it's um. It's open access. Like no. you can do whatever you want with, with dinosaurs, mm -hmm. and um, that's why everybody's capitalizing on it right now because it's it's big. It's in right now, and it's yeah. it's always been in. It's just more in now than it's been before. But you know, dinosaurs will always be there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Give it a couple of years, and I'm sure there'll be Indoraptors turning up <laughs> at mm -hmm. theme parks and that, because <laughs> uh, we've 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 talked in the past how. We've seen Jurassic Park free raptors designed and that <laughs> at theme parks and that, and 
even the museum here is actually playing the Jurassic Park 3 raptor sounds in the background in the display where there's some raptors taken down a parasol office. So. Yeah, it didn't take long at all for um, the... I think it was the box set of Jurassic World. Somebody recasted it, repainted it, and sold it off as a Carcharodontosaurus. And, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look anything like a Carcharodontosaurus, but... That's, it, took, it didn't take them long at all to just start making knockoffs of the indoor of the Indominus Rex, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was a, a bunch of those uh, being sold. I think I saw them on the JP Toys forum. I think it was like a, a fake Indominus Rex from Mexico, and it was like yeah. this really dark plastic, and it had this, this spines and stuff, the little uh, the proto feathers or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they had also like uh, a mosasaur, <laughs> but it was it was before we got we got the Mattel mosasaur. This mosasaur yeah. was actually huge. I think you seen it, right? And uh-huh. it was it it looked very bad, but it was just the size of it was great because it it went in scale with all the other stuff compared to the Hasbro one we got. That was like, what is that? It was tiny. And man, those sorry. things. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, let me sidetrack here for just a second and say that Hasbro losing the license is one, probably one of the best things that ever happened to us collectors as, in general. Just because mm-hmm. since Hasbro lost the license, we've gotten such a variety of different toy makers, uh, both licensed and unlicensed, that are making Jurassic Park toys. I mean, the stuff coming out, coming out of Japan now is phenomenal. The stuff coming out of... Um, the Chinese uh, knockoff factories are phenomenal. The stuff coming out of everywhere, not just Mattel, has been phenomenal. And I bought some great pieces that were not that were not Mattel, that were very clearly Jurassic Park. You know. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's great, and, and you know, I mean, I I don't collect pop figures of like every other movie, but I do have basically the entire set of the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park ones. And that's ones that I wanted because uh, I had a few of them, but, I mean, I had, like, uh, the Puss in Boots from Shrek because it looks it looks exactly like Cheetos. It looks exactly like my cat. So I had him. I have, like, uh, Ragnar from, from um, Vikings. You know, a few here and there. And mm-hmm. I was always looking... When are they going to make Jurassic Park? And it took Mattel lose, I mean, uh, Hasbro losing the license for for them to actually be able to use it and make Jurassic Park ones. And they're freaking cool. And um, they made a huge T-Rex. Like, this thing is gargantuan. And, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know where to put it because it's a huge box. I thought it was going to be smaller than that. Yeah. But, and I was like, I was surprised when my friends showed me. And I was like, whoa, uh... That thing is like the size of a of like a a small TV. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I attended a convention yesterday and down here locally, one? and yeah, I um I was hoping I was holding off. I only when the when the pops come out, I got right. I'll get the the Malcolm, the sexy Malcolm and the Dennis Nedry yes, two packs, yes, yes. the two exclusives. And I thought I'm attending conventions all the time. Pop vinyls here are the bane of anyone's existence at, at events because you go to an event, there might be 20 exhibitors and 10 of those stalls have got pop vinyls and they're all um trying to underprice each other and i thought that's all right yeah. it's been long enough i'll go there and get them well went there and the only 
pop vinyl anyone had one stall had that t that Jurassic World T Rex and yeah same thing I seen that and first it was seventy bucks I was sort of Ugh. and then just seeing the size I thought aren't these things supposed to be small and <laughs> be able to fit in the palm of your hand <laughs> yeah it was a it was a Target exclusive um, yeah. that they announced it was like a, a, a ten inch T Rex and I was like oh because when 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 I got the T Rex I thought it I thought it was supposed to be bigger because they make bigger pops. They had like the King Kong yeah. one and it's like a it's not 10 inch but it's like it's a big pop figure. So I'm thinking, you know, with all the other ones the T-Rex is going to be the biggest one. And when I saw it I'm like when when you see the Jurassic Park one of uh, the 25th anniversary one I'm like it's tiny, it's the size of a raptor. I'm like they should make a bigger one. Well, uh they heard us <laughs> because they did and it's gigantic and it's awesome. I was going to say that the only pop I've had previously before was the um, collector's line for the Rainbow Dash, where it's the um, the actual pony, not the one with the big eyes and the uh, minimalistic features. But when Jurassic Park came out, I'm like, oh, there's got to be some. I'm still looking for the Alan Grant, honestly. I mean, I'm not sure why it's taken me this long to get Alan Grant, but Alan Grant and uh, Ian Malcolm were the two that I really wanted the most. I got... I got Ian Malcolm the night it went off. I stayed up. I stayed up till like 2 a.m. to get the figure. And at first it was. I kept refreshing the page, refreshing the page, and I was like, "Oh man, what? What if? What if it sells out in like five seconds, like a Mondo poster?" And <laughs> it sold out in like five minutes. But in those five minutes, I was actually able to get one. And so many people bought them that they had to put some people on a back order list. And I thankfully actually got mine you know i got i actually got it like the week after i ordered it yeah i had to buy mine from like a from uh from a collector from a friend collector or whatever so i didn't get it for like the 10.99 price i got i had to pay 20 something for it uh, yeah. and i was like a little disappointing because i was like damn i really wanted that one at that night, and, I, and since I work like really early during the week, I I, I couldn't stay up to that time, so yeah. I missed out on it. But I have it now. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've held off buying the rest of them just because of online prices plus postage. Um, yeah. And I've, sure. I've I thought by now, especially with Fallen Kingdom coming out, that a lot of the stores here retail that do um, supply, like all the Infinity War stuff was here before the Infinity War come out or around that time and there's still been nothing Jurassic here so I'm hoping something's coming soon and I can pick that stuff up otherwise I'll have to go online and, and get it yeah, I thought yeah at least, at least grab the exclusive ones because they'll probably go up in price after initial yeah, release they, yeah they do I, I, like I think uh, I think the Malcolm went down a little bit since uh, they did since they did like that second offering of it i guess uh you know they had the the one that sold out at 3 a.m and mm-hmm. then they did another one and it was in stores it, you actually could get it at the target store not just online yeah. so the price went down because it wasn't that rare but it's rare again because you can't find it anywhere now yeah. so the one that I, the the uh midnight release actually misspells ian malcolm's name and <laughs> has different it has a different typeface than the more common variety, so I'm not sure if it's gonna get out. Really? Me. What? Keep it in the box. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. That's what I mean. I never took it out of the box. Still mint and seal box. It's like the first time I've ever done that with a toy ever. So mm. 
I don't know what's going to become of it. I don't know if it's going to lose value, gain value, but because I don't know, I'm going to keep it in the box for now. Plus, I, I do kind of like the box for this. I, you know, I like that it's got a nice big window. You can do yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm Jay, they, um, they missed out the second L in Malcolm. Really? On the box. <laughs> yep. Hold up one second. <laughs> <laughs> Have a look at yours. <laughs> You'll hear this tiny little shout in the background as he looks at him. I, gotta, yeah, I had to go grab him. He's right there. Uh, where would it be that the... The big A and Malcolm on the bottom of the box. It's not Malcolm. It's Malcolm. <laughs> oh, my God. I have the first release, then. <laughs> is it, what, yes! Is the, type, is, the, is the typeface the one with the, uh, with the white, or is it the one with the red? It's the one with the white. Yeah, yeah, that's the first release. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. I need cool. to check mine now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Wow, that's good, good attention to detail there, Dave. Yeah. Oh man. Well, even just looking at social media, there's been a few little flubs like that in the even with the Mattel stuff as well. Where, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have seen stuff's that. Stuff's been packed in the wrong box or wrong names or something, but. Uh, the, um, the blue thing at the top that says new, some of them have it, yeah. like the first couple ones, and then other ones don't anymore. Yeah. I still haven't seen really the the Wave 2 too much of um like the action figures. Yeah, no Wheatley, no Claire, and no Lockwood Owen, which I don't really care to get Lockwood Owen. I have already like two Owens, you know? Like yeah. how many Owens do you... Like, if I was in that like crazy collector mode that I used to be for like Kenner and all stuff that I used to, I, I can't do that anymore. Like I I promised myself I wouldn't do that. Um, then I would get that other Owen, but uh, just one is enough. I'm fine. They're they're making like a hundred of him. And so, well, yeah, yeah. And to sort of get off the tangent train slightly, um, speaking about another Owen, we sort of briefly talked last week about the uh, six inch figures they've released or revealed mm-hmm. at SDCC as well. Um, where we, we sort of had Owen, I think Malcolm was um, announced or shown off yeah, as we were recording was. last week. But um, And the blue, Jay, you sort of mentioned it on Twitter during the week. There might be a little bit of a discussion there <laughs> whether or not um, it's needed, right. necessary, or, or going to be well-received. Right. Uh, I'm My friend Matt made a video on YouTube that I, I 100% agree with him. I, I personally feel like I have concerns like if it if it goes you know if, if something for the collectors fine but I just feel a little bit concerned since um you, we've seen it with other toy brands that like uh they go into this type of toys and then they kind of fall off with quality on the other ones of the uh, 3.75 we've gotten such a great line from the 3.75 and I I know like it, I can't tell you how many countless people have told me oh calm down Mattel said this, Mattel said it's a company, it's a corporation. They can yeah. tell you a million things. Corporations do that all the time. They, actually, I, I, my job this week, something happened with my job, and like they said, don't worry, nothing's going to happen, blah, blah, whatever. A couple of days later, they fired a bunch of people. It's, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's, it's just the way things are. Like they, A corporation and a company will tell you a certain thing, and then shareholders and investors will completely change that you know it's just the way it is so like there there is it, it being a little bit concerned is 
is something that's, that's that's fine. I think if if nobody's concerned, that's that's fine as well. Whatever. But me personally, I'm a little concerned because I like what they're doing with the 3.75 line and everything in scale. I just don't want it to become where we start getting really crappy toys with uh, the 3.75 scale, and then it's all just given to that collector line. You know, um, I'm not big. Uh, like I like collecting things, yes, and, and and whatever. But when it came to Jurassic Park, I'm not really. I don't really want six-inch figures for myself but that's my personal opinion i know people that do and would love to have that and that's cool but for me personally i just feel like what do you like when we get dinosaurs for this they're gonna have to be ginormous and where's the space for it like i i have limited space as it is as a collector i mean somebody that's just starting the line that's perfect for them because they're there's they have enough space to just start putting all these six inch figures and whatever me i have a vast collection already and so for me it's just kind of where the hell am i going to put these and <laughs> how much is it going to be you know what i mean if if it's going to be more articulated than the colossal to have like a t-rex or whatever t- the t-rex colossal was already 50 something bucks which, which is fine it's a big toy and whatnot but if you're going to add let's say you add like super articulation great paint apps and maybe electronics that thing's going to be like 80, 90, maybe 100 bucks, you know, and that's just one dinosaur. Then you're going to uh, what you're going to try to get the next one in line, which will probably be like, I don't know, let's say uh, another big dinosaur or Triceratops, same type of thing. You're, it's just going to go into this, like this crazy collector line where Sci, um, uh, Chronicle Collectibles, Prime One Studios. Um, what's the other one from Brazil? Iron Studios. Iron they're Head, all, yeah. yeah, they're all doing that already, you know. And I, I I get that that this would be a little more, the price point wouldn't be as much as they, because I, I personally think they're overpricing half the stuff. But, um, I don't know. I just I, I just feel a little concerned again, <laughs> for for like the basic line of dinosaurs that we're getting, and and they put so much work and so much love into these, and I just uh, I just hope if they they can keep their promise to just separate the lines. And concentrate on both of them equally, I'm good. I'm fine with it. But the moment I see, I, I go out to get a certain dinosaur from the 3.75 line, and I see the quality start to lack, that's where a rant will come out of nowhere. And I'll be like, <laughs> me and Matt and a couple other collectors that I've talked to, we were right, you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully not. I'm, I'm hoping for the best and preparing for the worst, really. When it comes yeah, to that. and they haven't they haven't really sort of outlined where they're going to go with that line, mm-hmm. because as as I talked to you on Twitter, like that's you've got the vehicles, you've got all this stuff that matches that three quarter or three and three quarter line. Mm-hmm. Are they going to are we going to get bigger vehicles, bigger animals to go with? Like yes, fair enough, they've already shown off a blue. Um, mm-hmm. Are they going to do the rest of the Raptor pack? Is it just well, Fallen Kingdoms about blues, the only Raptor left. Is there going to be a T-Rex or other stuff like that? Or is it just going to be a cast, a human line in that larger scale? But mm-hmm. I've, I'm, yeah, as I said, like I'm, I'm quite happy with that smaller scale and the quality that's going into that. And I don't need to, I don't have the space, I don't have the, the money and I don't have the sort of need to go into a special collector's line like that. Yeah, and, and um, yeah. Also, like, I, I don't know if you, like, you know that Mattel makes those, like, uh, the DC figures, right? They made yeah. um, they made a Batmobile 
for uh, for the DC figure line, the six inch scale. That's like incredible. It's a awesome Batmobile. It's got smoke coming out of it and stuff, and it has all these crazy electronics. Like I saw it at one at like one of the toy fairs, I think. Um, mm. And I saw it in person somewhere. But dude, it was like I, I don't even remember how much money, and they just sat there. And I'd walk yeah. in there, and it was still there. Nobody was buying it. So in the end, I don't want it to become a situation like that where uh, nobody's buying these products because they're so expensive. And then it looks like a loss for Mattel. Yeah. And they start thinking, well, now we're losing money off Jurassic Park. Oh, you know what I mean? Let's cut down on some of the stuff we're taking out. Where all that concentration of putting into 6-inch could have been a 375 and we would have had more dinosaurs, more figures in that line. We need more legacy figures. We need an explorer. We need a huge playset. Like it'd be great to. I mean, all these points that I'm I'm saying right now, all that my friend Matt said it on in his video, and me and him were talking back and forth for like when all this stuff was released and and like shown. Me and him, everybody was like going ecstatic, and me and him were like, oh man, we just. <laughs> we were just yeah. like, worried, <laughs> you know. But whatever. Yeah. And you, you only got to go back and look at what how Mattel sort of handled the whole Matty Collector with Ghostbusters and that yes. um, a few years ago too. That's yes. why when I heard they were getting the license, I was like, oh, this could be good or could be bad. So far, it's been good. Um, yeah, exactly. So far, it's been and, so good to you know, what I mean, to kind of go into this line because it's it's almost like they're just following a trend. Like nobody's really doing the. 3.75 anymore you know so it's like yeah. they and they're doing it very kenner style with all these real field dinosaurs and throwing in some good quality and, and and whatnot and nobody's really doing that and why do you need to follow that trend of like this six inch figures like Mar um hasbro's doing with marble you know i mean yeah. it makes sense with with this is another point it makes sense with marvel because you don't have dinosaurs or big giant monsters except for like the Hulk. It's the characters. Yeah. It's characters. Jurassic yep. Park, yes, we have the characters that are memorable in our minds, but basically what everybody wants is dinosaurs. And yeah. the whole point of dinosaurs being so cool is most of them are enormous. So like, you know, six-inch figures would just work out for humans and probably raptors, you know, but if you start, you want to make like more cool-looking dinosaurs, you're going to have to start putting in more plastic means more money, uh, means more ma plastic probably taken away from this 3.75 line. You know, it's it just it just turns into like the snowball, and that's what people don't seem to understand. And trust me, it's it's gotten to the point where I kind of stopped talking about it because you start getting messages that are very <laughs> negative, dude. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned before about the big playset. Like there was a big volcano playset that was designed for Fallen Kingdom, but they decided not to make it or produce wow, it. So, dude, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Man. I think there's some sketches out there or something of it. I'll have to see if I can find them. But um, I've seen the ones for the Blues Nest, which was the the um, destroyed Explorer. Yeah, yeah. No, it might be that, but. Um, yeah. Dave, what are you? What are your thoughts on the the bigger figures? <laughs> Sorry, Dave took a moment. <laughs> uh, you, I, I'm starting to think I'm a little naive now, man, just because I mean, I look at what uh, Mattel is doing with Wide-Eyed Wonder, and I just love it, you know. Hmm. And I, I mean, yeah, I, it could go bad. It could become Hasbro, but I'm. I think that's a fair this. way to go. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm an optim I'm an optimist I'm an optimist and I think that I think that if I, that they can pull it off then they then by all means pull it off pull out all the stops you know Mhm Oh yeah man if they if they do it and they they concentrate both lines more power to them because that means more cooler stuff for me to get mm-hmm. uh, more respect to the license and um more respect to the the whole franchise as a whole, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park finally is is I feel it's getting a little bit uh, more of the respect that it used to get back a while ago, where it was just mm-hmm. uh, you you know what I mean. I, I'd say I was a Jurassic Park fan and it was kind of like really. So what is that I like? Think it's got <laughs> a lot more respect than it has in the past. Yeah. Uh, buddy of mine used to say that Jurassic Park, that Hasbro treated Jurassic Park like the uh, like the red-headed stepchild of, of their licenses. And that was back when, back before Star Wars started becoming a crapshoot. And it was true. I mean, Hasbro did. We They were, after Kenner was dissolved, they um, stuck a bunch of Star Wars guys on uh, the Jurassic Park line, and they had no idea. They had no idea what they were doing. They didn't. I mean, no. not to say that Star Wars guys don't know what they're doing, but they didn't know what to do with Jurassic Park. I mean, they saw what the others had done, and they took the next step. They didn't really know. <laughs> 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 it's going down that way. <laughs> no, but I mean, they honestly, after after Kenner was dissolved by Hasbro. It, Jurassic Park just was never the same until Mattel came along and just kind of resurrected the franchise and as or not the franchise but the mar- mar- uh, the merchandising mm-hmm. as it was meant to be. They are, for all intents and purposes, from my point of view, the rightful successor to Kenner. Oh yeah, definitely. But the because uh, I think they they actually really sit there and listen to the fans. Like uh, okay. there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that like um, the Jurassic Park podcast. Um, we made this video where um, uh, Brad had gone around asking people uh if we could make a a video like th- you know congratulating Mattel on their their acquiring the license and you know stuff that we would like to see. And um, from what I know, Brad Brad told uh Brad told me that the video was sent out to Mattel and he got confirmation that Mattel did see it then we have uh, my friend Matt that uh, said a bunch of suggestions of things that we should have for like the toys and whatnot what we wanted and um, it seems like a lot of the things that we were asking for they start they did it you know uh, the more articulation back to bringing human figures vehicles you know uh, mm-hmm. play sets that's like you guys said uh, there was um, plans for playsets. Maybe still, hopefully, there might be one next year or whatnot. I know that the um, Baryonyx slime playset is still a go. Yeah, I I've, it's yeah, it's on the um, yeah, it's at the Mattel, it's on the Mattel shop. It says uh, find at retail for now, but like yeah. it's on there, and so is um, it's not really a playset. I would say it's co- it's almost like a exclusive figure set because it only has that um weird triceratops skull from Lockwood. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. They said it was a triceratops. I don't think it is, man. That thing I think does it not was look... described as something else. Yeah, that's... It, <laughs> it was revealed to be a different ceratopsian species that is similar to triceratops. 
I think I that's the one. That's the one they named in Jurassic Park Three, the Tricyclops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Colin Tweeter. It's a, it's, it's meant to be sort of a hybrid, or well, not a hybrid, but a sort of a mock-up of a couple of different species. Mm, okay, yeah, because it's like the when centerpiece. I, yeah, when that photo, when the first set, first set photo coming out, and everyone's, oh wow, Triceratops, and people are going, no, that's not, and that whole fighting monks fans started, but. Uh, yeah, it's it's gigantic, yeah. dude. It's bigger than like the other like a T Rex skull. I, I I don't know, man. It's it's it. The horns go up. The it's got like horns on the frill, uh, but like spiny like kind of horns. It's it's a no. Nah, there's it's not a Triceratops. And I um, want to see that the name he gave started with an A. Wasn't that wasn't Agathamus, um the uh, what was it Charles R. Knight? Triceratops. It was something else, something that was actually real. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I saw something around that too. Um, but yeah, that that's that figure set that comes with both Blue and the Indoraptor, and they both are battle damage. You know. Oh, nice. And I feel, I feel, my opinion, the battle damage Blue is the best Raptor sculpt we've gotten in, I think, all the lines. It's beautiful, and it's just like. Oh, it is fantastic. Like the 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 form of the skull, just the the way its body looks, the torso, the hands, um, the the way the tail looks. It's just you can repaint that as like the the first JP Raptors, and you just it's just perfect. It is so well done. Um, and if they're doing a battle damage Indoraptor, it's probably going to be pretty cool looking too. You know, so yeah. Take take with a grain of salt what the marketing guys at the events like this say. Um, I've I've heard that there's definitely more vehicles than that on the way, mm-hmm. as well. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be, it'll look forward to some of those reveals. What's what's coming? Fingers crossed the... for some certain ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope uh, we get a Jungle Explorer. That's like a, a given. They they did such a great mm-hmm. job with the Jeep Wrangler, both the Jurassic World one and the Legacy one. The legacy one's so great. It just, you know, yeah, it has this side side view mirrors and the uh, the back tire missing, but mm-hmm. come on, it's, mm. it's it's a it's it's a nitpick. I can kind of you know, yeah, go off the side of that. I won't I won't go crazy <laughs> about that, but like <laughs> having a jungle explorer at that size and yeah, you know, I think it's an inevitability. Honestly, I yeah. do. It's. I mean, like you said, the Jeep was so well done and it was so well received. I mm-hmm. think that if there's anything that's blocking it, it's Ford for some reason, you know? Pro- mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. They're probably right now like, uh, we want more money. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some kind of deal that's gonna that's trying to be worked out with Ford so that they can use the Explorer name and... But I think at this point it's it's an inevitability. It will happen either yeah. next year or the year after that. Yeah. You know? And I know it's a little fan pick from me, but um, I just I really want them just to not have not include the numbers. Same if they do any more jeeps, don't yeah, paint same, numbers on same. there. Just have a sticker sheet. Just have a sticker sheet with five or six mm-hmm. different numbers, so you can mm-hmm. you can it, it it encourages us to buy more than one. Because mm-hmm. um, of oh, course you want two explorers. You want you want four, four or five jeeps. Like you can you, you want to do that, but you can't. It's no good having five jeeps on your display and them all being Jeep 18 or 29. It just 
true. You want to be able to change oh, that. Oh, definitely. You're you're completely right. Uh, it's it'd be the best thing to do. You know what I mean? Look, with the Jeeps, you're you're guaranteed. Mattel's guaranteed if they did that, they're guaranteed like four different Jeeps because there's like four different numbers in the movie or three. Uh, Dave, you probably know this. Is there three or four? I can't remember. I'm gonna. I'm trying to list them off in my head. I know there's. I know of three. Three books. Yeah, it's like it's it's like 29 is Hammond's Jeep. 18. Yeah. So okay, so three that we know. Maybe there might be one more. I don't remember. Well, there's, don't. yeah, there's 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 two separate numbers, but you got just going off the design. You got the open with no roof. That um the mm-hmm. group. There's two of them at the start of the film. Then you've got Nedry's. It's got the um, canvas canopy and the spotlights on the top of the windscreen. And then you've got um, the Muldoon one that's just sort of completely open with the yeah, toolbox. Yeah, destroyed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's also the one that um, Hammond and crew escape in at the end of the film as well. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've got four separate numbers there um, where two of the Jeeps are the same design or same build, but um, four separate numbers. So again, like the, even even the, the, the non-roof ones that the group Grant and that are in at the start with the Brachiosaur, like having two of those with that... Mattel Brachiosaur and the figures in there looking oh up the Brachiosaur. Oh my just... <laughs> I can just I could just see my my friend uh, uh, Ted Brothers already doing some really cool photography with that huge Brachiosaur yeah, and yeah. the two Jeeps. You know, because yeah. he does some Ted... cool toy photo- photography. Yeah. Oh, Ted, uh, Ted Brothers uh, does some amazing repaints and photography. Mm-hmm. He's multi talented. Yeah. No, but it's Jeep 10. That's the one we were forgetting about. That's the one okay. without the roll cage. Ah, uh, there you go. All right. 18 and 29, 12 was Nedry's, and then 10 was Muldoon's. And the Explorers yep. is is uh, four, four and five. Four and five. There you go. You don't really need to probably get like six Explorers, but like Jeeps, you could you could probably get uh, the most four, uh, the least amount two, and mm-hmm. the Explorers two. So right there, if you if you have the interchangeable stickers, boom, that's that's yeah. that's money for them. Yeah, and it's not it, it it it's never really explained in the films if it's just random numbers that have been assigned to vehicles or if there's actually 29 jeeps on island. Um, yeah, yeah. Five being the five being the largest number we see explorers is there um, three other explorers parked back in the garage. Like it's, well, it's something that's not really. I think on the computer screen where you see the Explorer program, there's actually one to three listed. It's got one one through to five, and only four and five are green. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. on one of those computer screens, so that sort of confirms that there's five Explorers. But unless you've got some sort of visitor center or garage playset or something, you're not going to have one to five Explorers anyway. Yeah, it's, like it's... you want you want four and five to have in front of that fence with the break with the colossal T Rex or the fresh and fro T Rex or something. Yeah, it's going to be a really hard sell to be like, trust me, trust us at Mattel, there's 29 Jeeps, just get them all. Like, <laughs> we're giving you a sticker sheet with 29 numbers, so go get them all. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Little did you know, there was 17 helicopters, 14 <laughs> G- Ford Explorers, like, damn. Yeah, well, that's, that's the whole repaint thing, like, now going mm-hmm. ahead... Um, there's no new, real new characters film-wise, so they can sort of focus. You can do, because you've got a lot of re- recurring car- cast in the films, you can do two versions of Grant, just paint one in his JP version and then paint another one with his Jurassic Park 3 version. Oh, yeah. Just it's, it's... Simple stuff like that. Same same, same mould, same figure, 
just one's different. Malcolm the same, just change your head sculpt so he hasn't got the mullet in for Lost World. Um, oh, you could man. probably you could probably do a Claire as Sarah Sarah Harding as well. Like you could do certain repaints like that where it's slight mold changes where you're not spending a lot of money just to do past characters. I swear, uh, and, Lost World Malcolm would be great. Yeah. Yep. With like that brownish yep. shirt and a jacket. Oh man, that'd be Nedrin, awesome. Nedrin, Nedrin, Eddie. Same, sort of same build, sort of ones you can have hair on one and not hair on the other, just or just paint the head so it looks like it's bald even though it's got some hair moulding on it for Eddie. But <laughs> you, could, you could you could do all that and of course give us an RV so we can put them in. <laughs> yeah, they could do. They could also do like the like what they did with uh, Claire and the gyrosphere or um, Owen with the Raptor. They could do legacy figure sets. You know, have yeah. have like a certain person come with like a certain dinosaur or a certain vehicle where you you can't buy them separately you have to buy them with that set so you're getting yeah. kind of double the money because you're not only getting a dinosaur you're getting the uh, the person so um yeah. sarah sarah with a baby stegosaur ludlow yeah. with a baby t-rex yeah that'd be oh, great because like a ludlow <laughs> would be an exclusive sort yeah. of thing you wouldn't get in the main line mm-hmm. you do you, you guys... do some of that you guys have got to stop tempting my addiction. I oh, know. <laughs> we're we're building we're building this much excitement up, and yeah, after what you said earlier, Jay, we might be disappointed. So, uh, yeah, yeah. and if anything else on what's been shown there before we sort of get into what what's here and now, we have been going a bit a bit on it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the uh, that's what's coming. That's that's our hopes for the future, but. Uh, there's stuff coming out currently at retail. Jay, you mentioned a couple of weeks ago you, you found something at Target. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, everybody is... I know pretty much everybody has been to Target at least once that's listening and uh, whatnot. Um, there was an incredible display during the whole Jurassic uh, World toys line uh, being displayed at the Target, which was a huge Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like, we saw the one where, for the Jurassic World toys uh, three years ago, there was the Indominus Rex. It was like a seven-foot Indominus Rex. It was huge. <laughs> I have that display as well. Um, I have friends, Tari and whatnot. I was able to, they were able to track down the display for me, and I was able to get it. And then same for this one. Um... I wanted this T-Rex display. I tried hunting it down. I asked a bunch of targets, and and finally I was able to find some friends that were able to do some, uh, you know, track it down themselves, and they were able to get it for me. This display is gigantic, dude. Like I had trouble bringing home the Indominus Rex display, but this one, <laughs> oh my god! Like this thing just like took over my entire car. Um, I had to put like the like the, the stand in the back, the the grass and the ferns and whatnot, all in my the trunk of my car. My, I don't have a big car. It's a, it's a Civic. It's not big at all. But um, I had to put the seats down, and her face was, like, in the passenger seat. Like, whoever was driving <laughs> next to me on the highway was just looking at a T-Rex the entire time. I, I, I had to look through her teeth. To see the <laughs> the side view mirror, I was like, "Oh God, I'm gonna die driving with this T-Rex in the air." 
Um, the only sad part about it, I had to actually bend a little bit her legs just to get her into the car because she would not fit through the doorway. Like, this thing is ginormous. But a little bit of Gorilla Clear tape. I hope Gorilla pays me for this advertisement. But a little <laughs> bit of Gorilla glue, um, um, Gorilla clear tape, duct tape. It's like it's clear, but it's the same type of toughness and, and um, stickiness as duct tape. I put it on the leg. She looks great. You know, when there's a little bit of shine, you can kind of see where the tape is. But who cares? The rest of her, yeah. perfect. And I have her on my wall, over my computer, over my little podcasting station, which I'm fixing up. Um and she is huge she's i i should really like get a tape measure and measure her out but <laughs> she pretty much takes my whole entire a whole side of the wall of my room here of my office room the the whole wall is her from head to tail like her head starts in this one corner by the computer her tail hits the door from the outside like uh Boy. to get out it's she's gigantic funny thing is i bring her home and I told my girlfriend I was getting it. I was like, hey, you know, getting this T-Rex, you know. And she thought it was just going to be like a poster or something. Yeah. Well, she, walk, she walked in. She's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, yeah, I wasn't kidding. She's like, she like said, oh, my God, turned around, left the room. <laughs> she was like, where are you going to put that? I'm like, I will figure it out. She's like, <laughs> she's like, what are you, you can't even go in there. I'm like, I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? I'll get it. So I did. I, I put it on the wall. I got some of those like, uh, Scotch brand, um, adhesive hooks. Uh, yep. they're clear. So you can't really, you can only really see them like if you look close or whatever and put it on there. And then I had to put like other hooks like there's like a six or eight hooks on there just to hold her up because she's she is so heavy and she's made her cardboard dude but she's just such a big display and i can't wait to the day when i have like uh, a bigger space like a man cave and i will actually have her not on the wall but like displayed um by the door because i also have the sensor where it um it roars whenever you pass near it it has a, oh, a wow. has a movement yeah it's like a yeah movement says sensor so when you pass it, it it roars and the roars are phenomenal guys she has that distinct um, T Rex roar a triumphant roar she has like the growl she has even just like munching on bones it's like oh it's it's awesome it's like the bull T Rex but like with six more sounds and oh, is. it is phenomenal. I promised I wouldn't put that <laughs> on. I took the batteries out because my, my girl was like, oh, my God, because I played it a couple of times. She was like, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it roared every time she walked past, it's oh, going to be pushing. <laughs> I, I, I'd come home from work and I'd see the T-Rex in the dumpster. Like, I, I know it. <laughs> and that right there would make me single. But no, it <laughs> But, you know, the day I do have something like that, the, the man cave or whatever, I'm going to have yeah. it. Like, anytime you come into it, it's in a roar, whatnot. Because I'm also trying to acquire the the Walmart one where it's like you hear the raptor sounds. It's on the yeah. Lego aisle. I, you guys have heard it. You 
Pass by mm. it. Yeah, I'm trying to acquire that one. Supposedly, I'm supposed to get it in like two weeks. Uh, I asked a Walmart associate, and they were kind enough to say that, yeah, I can get it. Nice. So I'm waiting on that one because I really want the sounds, you know? Like, it, it's cool to have them on a computer, but it'd be great to have it on a sensor and just like people pass by and like, oh. <laughs> have my friend walking by with a beer and he spills it all. <laughs> what the? <laughs> Uh, but yeah i'm so happy to have it very happy and and from what i heard it was not easy to get uh there's a few other people that have gotten it either they worked for target or or they were lucky enough somehow that a friend got it for them or something like that and i have really good friends they were i don't know how many loops they they went through to get this but i owe them big time Hmm. (laughs) i just thought you were able to get the sensor man i mean Actually, I never actually heard it, because when I went to Target and took a picture, um, by that time, the, they must have disconnected the sensor or something, because it didn't roar at me, unfortunately. So I never got to hear it roar. But it managed to get a picture of it, which got me like seven, you know, seven or like seven or 800 likes on Instagram. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. not even that kind of a picture. I have these mind-blowing photography pictures on Instagram. <laughs> And the crappy picture of the T-Rex standees, but gets me 700 likes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an impressive stand. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, it is impressive. That is without a doubt. I have to say the entire thing is probably, uh, I don't know, about one and a half times the size of my dresser. And I have a good, decent-sized uh, eight-drawer dresser. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it's a just it's a big T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice David anything else anything that's uh, done your collection this week uh, nothing new in, uh, for me I, I did want to get the um, one of the uh, standy slides for the Coles uh, towers one of their display towers but unfortunately they threw them away before I could get to them oh. I know I, I checked the dumpster and I'm like oh they're gone no yeah, and I was there. I almost grabbed one. I was there. I was at because I worked there, and I almost grabbed one and tried to sneak out with it. But because I was there the day before to grab some things, new pair of pants and stuff like that, and I almost grabbed one and I didn't because I thought they'd yell at me. But yeah, I should have grabbed it. No, 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 I am. Um... I picked up a couple of figures. Um, That's not going to come across well, anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> my uh, Indoraptor arrived, and boy, that thing is poseable. You, you're right. Uh, my awesome, son's got it posed here above the computer screen, where it, or the computer desk, where it's sort of looking down over the ledge like it did coming down to Maisie's bedroom, which is just, I don't know how it's staying there, but it's fantastic. Really poseable. And the... Uh, Boy, the Mosasaur, that real feel Mosasaur. I, I think this is the uh, my favourite figure of the line, and it sort of takes me right back to those Kenner days. If that Brachiosaur is the same as this, I'm going to buy multiples. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I do get some um, dislikes about the tail moulding, how it's sort of moulded up on the angle. It does allow you to have a sort of in that upright position, as if she was going for the shark or something, and it sort of. Makes her easier to display in your like display in your shelf. Standing up like that doesn't take up as much room. But yeah, if, if a tail went straight back, it'd probably be a little bit better. 
just just on the on how it looks, but yeah, that I'm in love with that thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. I went into my uh, my Kmart last night and uh, found the Ceratosaurus. Um, they had the Ankylosaurus and the Trenodon there as well. I didn't get those, but I just loved the the paint on the Ceratosaurus. The the molding on it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The just the arm and articulation, and the fact that he hasn't been skipping on Arm Day because <laughs> he's got some beefy biceps. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the um the upwards articulation or the sideways articulation you get out because you can put his arms right up and put his legs back like he's trying to fly. <laughs> so I'm like, this is really, really fun articulation with him. So. That's fantastic, and yes, he's from JP Free, but I don't really care about that. <laughs> and lastly, uh, someone local here that got in a few of the uh, Legacy figures had some spares or some leftovers, and I got uh, Grant and Muldoon. Nice. Um, and we are talking before about repaints. Like, Grant, the fact he comes with his flare gun, all you have to do is repaint that blue shirt into, I don't know how, but a check, check design, and you could easily rebrand it as Jurassic Park Free Alan Grant. Because he's got the flare gun there, and Muldoon's fantastic as well. So got the socks. Yeah, those socks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that he comes with his Spaz Twelve. It's just that's so great, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd collect um, I'd collect a couple more Mal- uh, Muldoons just to sell him off, just so I had an armory of five or six Spaz Twelves, just so Grant can have one as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really really impressed with these figures and. I hope I hope the uh, the quality and just the um, variety continues. We get mm-hmm. some more out of them. Well, they did. I think uh, I did hear as well. They did hint at a. Uh, they didn't say it, but they uh, inf- they kind of just threw it out there a little bit. Uh, there might be a Hammond in the f- near future, which mm. is that's got to be that's got to be as, as certain as an explorer. Like surely. Mm-hmm. I, it has to be like an exclusive or something, or like uh something, like you said, you guys said like it is set, but it would be amazing to have a Hammond finally, cause come on, he's it yeah. we're we're it's in due time that we get a Hammond. It doesn't matter if he's an old man, cause I know that's why, uh or one of the reasons I heard that Kenner didn't produce a Hammond cause they didn't want kids playing with an old man. I don't know, something <laughs> like that. I, I swear that's a, a rumor that I heard a long time ago that that's the reason why Hammond was in the Jurassic Park like figure set for the original with Kenner. They were like, oh, they, uh, that's a shame. They, they did the specs, I guess, and they were like, oh, parents were like, oh no, I don't want my kid playing with this guy. They bring the regular guys in here. But Hammond's so important to the franchise and everything. He's the one that started it. Yeah. Now, Hammond yeah. and Lex are the two that I want most. Lex, Lex Ariana too. Richards, yeah, definitely. Ariana Richards finally needs her figure. She was disappointed mm-hmm. she never got one with Kenner. She needs to have a uh, Lex figure. You know, figure out her home address and mail her one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it'd be great too if you if like if you since they are like uh, smaller figures or whatever. If you put if you do it a two pack. Have Lex and Tim, right there. Mm-hmm. Legacy set, boom, oh, easy. There you go. Give her, gonna, give her gonna... a Jello mold and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tim a human piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you've got the repaint, so you can do a Maisie or a Eric Kirby out of him. Yep, exactly. Well, so. 
Yeah. Yep. It does. I wouldn't mind that the if the mold wasn't exactly exactly just that you get the clothes right and change a little bit of the face, but you know, I mean, just to save money, so they're not going so crazy with it. Um, yeah. Because I understand that nowadays, you know, plastic costs a lot more, and for the price point that we're getting these toys, it's amazing because Hasbro was charging like an arm and a leg for a piece of crap, you know. Mm. Yeah, they like that. Yeah, man, like that. Uh, that Rampage and Dominus, like thirty-four something dollars, and the legs are like made out of tin foil, like <laughs> horrible, you know. Yeah, and even even just looking at sort of Malcolm and Grant here, like the face sculpts. They're perfectly fine for the price point they are. They're not yeah. Hot Toys figures where you got the the exact um, look of Sam Neil or um, exactly. But when you're paying like three hundred dollars, but... you know, yeah, I expect yeah. it to look like him. Exactly. So, and even though both of them look like they've someone's let a fart rip in the <laughs> in the in the packaging. <laughs> Especially Muldoon, like he's he looks very uh very upset with the smell that's coming out of that seal of ISIS, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Don't anyway, know. we've talked an hour about uh, an hour about this. Anything else you want to discuss before we get into uh, the final minute? Yeah, I think uh, uh, we covered that pretty good, Jay. Yeah, I'm good. We're good to go. As we end on minute one sixteen of the Lost World, Kelly put down a bowl of popcorn and was getting close to the TV as John Hammond was beginning his speech. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves. Hammond explains that they need to work with the Costa Rican government to set up some rules to protect the island from human interference, and that animals will do quite well without our help. At the 27 second mark, as the speech finishes, we cut back to Sauna, and Hammond's final words, life will find a way echo over the screen as we see the male and female Tyrannosaur looking cautiously over the baby playing. The camera slowly pans to the right as the Jurassic Park theme begins to swell and we see a herd of stegosaurs along with a baby walking close by the Tyrannosaurs. High above in the sky, Pteranodon soar and one swoops in low and perches on a dead tree branch. It folds its wings in slightly and squawks loudly into the sky as the sun shines light through the thin membrane wings. And as the minute ends, we fade to black. The end. Before we get into Hammond's speech, David, last minute you sort of mentioned how they're calling Hammond Dr. Dr. Hammond. Mm-hmm. We sort of talked about that. One thing I didn't bring up that last episode is the fact that they're calling him, well, they're, they're saying the former head of bioengineering. bioengineering. Wouldn't it be, shouldn't it be International Genetics Technologies? Uh, have we? They've never actually called Ingen that in the films. No, they don't. So it might be it might be another one of those bleedovers from novel lost in translation ideas from the book, where Ingen is called Ingen in the films, and that's what the company name is. It's not short for anything. Um, it wouldn't make sense, but yeah. we don't sort of get Ingen called their real name anywhere in the franchise. No, we don't, and it's really interesting because. I mean, I never knew what they were called. Unless you read the book, you or check out the wiki, you really don't know um, that Ingen actually stands for anything. You, yeah. When I was a kid, I always thought it was Ingen Bioengineering. I thought that was the company name. So did I when I was a kid too. Yeah, I thought that until you read the books and then you you see the 
Yeah, exactly. But now that you bring that up, you're right. It's never, um, it's never mentioned in the movies. Wow. Yeah. Just just the fact they've put bioengineering on the end, that sort of, well, takes away genetic technologies Mm -hmm. um, from the title. Um, and you sort of look at other franchises that have that sort of thing too. Like I think in the first Planet of the Apes, the um, the name of the company that was doing the uh, the um, research on Caesar and all the smart stuff was some sort of um, shortened name. I, I keep on thinking of Genesis from <laughs> Terminator, but whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever it was called. It's sort of like the it's it sounds like it's short for something, but it's not. It's just like someone in marketing so going, well, let's mm-hmm. let's combine these two names or something. Um, yeah. Of course, Gen being genetics, but it's not really, especially when they seem to be doing something other than genetic research. Like we we never know what else InGen's up to. By Jurassic World, they're obviously doing advanced military tech and stuff like that as well, which <laughs> seems a little weird. And uh, but just the fact that they can keep on staying around off other government contracts again, stuff that sort of bleeds over from the novels that you know because you've read the novels, but it's not in the films anywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's weird. Terminator, um, Cyberdyne. That's that's something that sounds yeah. like it should be standing for something like cyber cybernetic design or something like that. You know? Yeah. 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 Even Biosyn. Mm-hmm. Biosyn, from memory, isn't. That's all. That's the name we get for it in the novels. We don't actually get it. Yeah. A... Sounds like it should be like biological biological synthetics or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's what I always thought it stood for. Yeah. But you don't, you don't, you just hear Biosyn and that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I and just thought shady character. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was weird, and this is the only real point of the franchise where InGen's called something other than InGen, and it's not, it's not the um, mm-hmm. official name. So, because even as we, as we talked with Fallen Kingdom, like you see that ticket tape about Wu, like InGen, former InGen sort of thing like yes it's okay it's a ticket ticker tape you can't have international genetics technology mm-hmm. e- technologies mm-hmm. geneticist manager or head geneticist fired or whatever that was all about but um yeah i, I just found it found it odd and it's something that's not really ever talked about yeah and you see it also with the like every time you see the logo it's just in general yeah. never has yeah. like a smaller like a smaller subtitle in- international Exactly. I was trying to think about that from when um when I was reading the minute uh I was reading the minutes earlier uh before I was trying to think. Does the logo ever appear as international technology? I couldn't think of one time, not even in the deleted scenes. No. The only time the only time it should is in the lab. Like we had it in the novel, it said it international we make we make your future. Um although they changed mm-hmm. it for mm-hmm. the film mm-hmm. for the lost world it was above the the gates going into the worker village where it was just InGen we make your future and then yep. when they go into the lab in Jurassic Park 3 it's just the, the modified InGen logo on the wall behind the reception there's no <laughs> there's no international genetics technologies ever anywhere in the films where where yeah. it should be in the novel or where it would have been in the novel <laughs> it's an interesting point that I've never thought about before yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that's just how it is in the movie that's just yeah. the way they want to and even even when you start bringing up or introducing Lockwood and his backstory, like again, it's never, it's all Hammond. It's not. I don't recall them ever saying Ingen at all during that conversation. Like you said, Hammond Hammond had different views, or it's not Hammond and Ingen wanted to do this, and I didn't want to do that, or or anything like that either. So. Yeah, in Fallen Kingdom, they don't. 
I don't really think they mention Injun at all, right? I don't. Not a yeah. Not, uh, the ticker tape, like yeah. Brad mentioned, but no, yeah. they don't. Uh, ever but like, it. but like talking about it, like um, like what happened to it or anything. Mm. No, they don't. Yeah. Because well, uh, I don't we know. we discussed it when we done that that small little uh, <laughs> recap and, yeah. and review. Like we don't even know if Wheatley in that if he's in gen or if he's just a mercenary or because we've seen those that sort sort of style of mercenary um, evacuate Wu during Jurassic World and it seems to be the same sort of characters we got in in Fallen Kingdom, but it's just not this it's just never mentioned. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so let's get to Hammond's speech. Um, we started uh, off at the end of last please. week with uh, it's absolutely imperative, and here we continue, that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Natural Preserves to set a set of rules, or to establish a set of rules for the protection and isolation of that island. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing through. I'm just going to do little sentences like this and discuss. Working with the Costa Rican Department of Natural Preserves... The first time Costa Rica is really mentioned in the films. If if mm. they had a lease, and so again, this is all sort of pulling from novel canon. And in in the movie, Hammond tells Alan and Le- Ellie that he owns an island in Costa Rica, whether it's mm-hmm. owned by InGen, whether it's leased by InGen. Surely, if you're especially by the end of the film where InGen's outed for doing all this genetic research and and that how how Costa Rica feel about all this. <laughs> Well, we're going to see in Jurassic Park 3 where the Navy's sort of just down there patrolling the island. It's all the UN, I think, and not um, actual American military, but just how Costa Rica seems to be completely overwritten by the US or others. Even the courtroom, like the Congress is sitting there, do we go and help these animals? Well, how about you work with Costa Rica and ask Costa Rica if we're allowed to go down to help these animals as well? Like They didn't in the end because it's privately owned island by Masrani and not mm-hmm. InGen, but it, it sort of goes back to the end of the first novel where Costa Rica find out about it and mm-hmm. it's, it, not, we're wiping this out. It's going to hurt our tourism and everything else and it sort of goes into the Lost World novel as well a little bit at the start, but they don't want this, this sort of blight on their um, tourism and that don't about. They try and keep it hush-hush. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, he continues, these animals require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could just step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way. And it's just sort of channeling Malcolm, Malcolm a bit from that opening, well, from the lunch scene as well, saying we don't... Nature's going to do what it does with or without us. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, though, that's probably... I do like that reading of the line better than um, any other rendition of, the, of life finding a way in the Jurassic Park movies. It's just so beautiful. I mean, you could could have ended the franchise right here and it would have been the most beautiful perfect ending to Jurassic Park. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't I didn't expect them to throw in a, a JP3. I, I thought it was there. It was done. Mm. A lot of us did. It, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'll blame everyone that went to see The Lost World and <laughs> it made so much, made enough money to, uh, <laughs> to keep going. Yeah, I think it was Titanic that beat uh, the Lost World uh, that year in mm-hmm. um, the weekend release because it made a ton of money. It would it broke the record for most uh, most money made period. I 
it actually broke the record. It took the record from the first Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. And it sort of, oh, well. it sort of, sort of um, <laughs> hits home too with that life finding the way because as he says that we fade to back to sauna and we see the Tyrannosaur parents there playing catch oh. with Junior. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if there's some Ludlow pieces there that are getting thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> and we sort of we we, we talked um, with the the pre San Diego script and the shooting script. I, we mentioned this last week when we we're talking about Hammond's speech and just how they sort of ended. One ended with Hammond's death and the funeral. The other one ended with Ian and Sarah on the ship heading back to sauna with the mail. And so it didn't really feel like worthy ends. We're here. It's just it end caps it so well. Um, you've you've mm-hmm. got Hammond here. Yes, he's completely turned around from capitalist to naturalist in just four years. And mm-hmm. the scripted ending felt like sequel bait. Oh, it yeah. really did. I mean, yeah. it had no finite feeling to it. It felt like the entire reason it was being written was so to lead into another movie. You know, mm. and then it's almost kind of jarring in a way because you watch it and you're like, wait. I mean, I'm sorry. You read it and you're like, wait. That's how it ends. Mm. There's no, there's like as I was saying in the last minute. There's this definitive breather moments that you have to have in these kind of high-paced uh, action movies. Jaws, Jaws even had one, and that was almost more of an action horror movie. And it's just these moments where you reach the climax, and then you just gotta settle down, take a breather. And just kind of relax and take in what you just watched. Jurassic, uh, the, uh, the, I'm sorry, the uh, script didn't end like that. It didn't really leave room for a breather. It just ended. Mm. You know. Mhm. But uh, as as the speech ends, as I said, we uh, we come back to sauna, uh, back to Kubikai Beach, where uh, the film started with Kathy and the Bowmans on the beach. Now it's not, you know, it's not supposed to. Um, you're not supposed to know that this is the same shooting location. We as fans know it's the same shooting location, but we get the the parents sitting there playing with uh, Junior, and uh, in the, it's probably the first time I've sort of noticed this Pteranodon starting to come in too. You see it off in the distance behind them, mm-hmm. um, starting to glide in. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. And you get that little baby roar, growl um, that we hear all the way through the film as the uh, Jurassic theme starts to swell up and uh, we start to pan yeah. to the right and we've got a herd of stegosaurs walking with Junior as well. <laughs> what what they caught? Claire? Is that the baby yep, one? Yeah, Claire. Yep, so. yeah, yeah, baby stegosaurs. Yep. And again, just fantastic, just these animals walking. It might be a game trial, not might not be, but just this open area where they're walking along the trees and... Yeah, the Tyrannodon swoops down low over him, and uh, I always thought it was just the one. I can't, couldn't remember how many others, because there's two more, or there's, yeah, there's two more behind it, a little bit further away. And um, mm-hmm. as it sort of comes up and lands on that branch, you can see another few up higher, sort of riding the thermals. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the, yeah, the Tyrannodons were, were something interesting because, they, as we've discussed in previous minutes, they were originally meant to have a much larger role. They were originally supposed to attack the helicopters and be mm-hmm. this whole climactic scene. Now, the Tyrannodons are in Jurassic Park 3, and I know this is kind of getting off on a little tangent, 
are shown to be caged, right? They're also shown to be completely different versions of Pteranodons mm. that are shown here. Yeah. Now, my personal theory is of what attacked the boat. Okay, yes, we're going into that. <laughs> what attacked the boat was the Pteranodons. That was originally what was scripted as. But I think that the, uh, was these the Lost World Pteranodons simply because if we're going based solely on the script and what they were intended to be, these Pteranodons are incredibly aggressive, incredibly territorial, and more than likely would attack a boat if they could. They attacked a helicopter, for goodness mm. sake. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, these these are my favorite Pteranodon design in the movies, and I think it's a absolute sin that we've never seen them again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love the blue the blue color to them. Just the way it sort of lands here, and you get it lens a lot of the sun shining through its wings mm. and the membranes. I yeah. really like the the Kenner toy too of this Pteranodon. Mm. The, yep. the the one with like the fabric wings. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool. Um, yeah. I will say the the Jurassic World ones are the ones that I completely dislike. I do not like how they look at all. Oh, I despise them. They look like painted skulls <laughs> with eyeballs sticking in them. Yeah, they, they yeah, look they look <laughs> so weird, man. They're, They're so ugly. Idiot. Yeah, like even the even though like um I love the Lost World design, but I the JP3 ones, I like those too. Um I can tolerate it, them. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the 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 Hasbro toys of them was done really well. I really oh, liked how those. Look. I think those are the ones that they actually did well <laughs> of the mm-hmm. toys. Yeah. Um, and I do like what Mattel did with the Legacy Pteranodon. That thing looks awesome. It's actually in my Mosasaur's mouth right now. <laughs> He's eating it. She's eating it. She's eating it. I always correct other well, people, yeah, and I messed up myself. Oh man. <laughs> that's one thing I done Egg with on my um, face. the Mosasaur <laughs> when I got it had um one of the Dimorphodons with uh with Claire in its mouth <laughs> <laughs> just to, until we get a Zara <laughs> oh I, I think but, uh, Zara should be a playset where it's like you know how we got the uh, anatomy T-Rex it should be a Mosasaur anatomy set where when you open the stomach there's Zara like <laughs> stomach Oh, just wait until it gets to summer here and I can go back into a swimming pool. <laughs> Mosasaur plus figures in water is going to be fantastic. Oh, it, it's so cool because this, this thing, it has no electronics, so you can throw it right into the water and it's good to go. And I hear... Yeah, marketing... Oh, go. I, I hear the sub, too. It has, like, uh, electronics, but the electronics are actually protected, so you can put it in water as well. Yeah, marketing said when they released it um, or revealed it, I think it was Toy Fair in February, that um, the Mosasaur and Submarine, where it says on the box, not a real submarine or something, um, they did have kids playing in the bathtub in mind when they done it. Yes, you can have the Mosasaur in there. It's going to take on water and eventually sink, so don't throw it in the deep end of the swimming pool. But <laughs> um, but it will, yeah, you have to sort of get it and dry it, let it dry out and get the water out of it, but it, it can do it. So mm-hmm. That's awesome. I can't wait for some underwater shots in the swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll like yeah. put one in water because I got two of them. I won. Yeah. I won one on Twitter, which is great. <sighs> Toy tangent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, we um, yeah, we uh, this is it. The um, it yeah. sort of extends its wings out as it lands and screeches, roars, what have you, to the heavens, and uh, we fade to black. Yeah, I was kind of calling it. A- 
car. It kind of almost sounds yeah, like a crow. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of cawing like a, not exactly like a crow, but in the same kind of soundy vein, you know? It's, it sounds like a crow's caw that's been very long, elongated and uh, heightened mm-hmm. in pitch. It's beautiful, really. Mm-hmm. That, that, that whole scene and the lens flare. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of, it looks up, it, it does that that sound and then it looks and then it looks down and it, it moves its wings closer and it's oh man it's just just a beautiful scene to end it it is and um because we had the pelicans in the first one flying off and then we have the flying reptiles end the second one and like you said it, it right there if they would have ended the series i would have been fine with it i really would as much as like the inner like crazy fanatic in me would be like oh we need another one I'd be okay with just ending it right there. Because um, I'm not too sure about the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just to just to mention the future um, quickly, out of the five films, we have three of them that end with the Pteranodons mm-hmm. flying in one form or another. That's the final scene of the films where you hear you're right. Jurassic Park 3 and Fallen Kingdom. You're, you're absolutely which, right. Yeah, we can go into more <laughs> how that makes sense or anything Actually, else. Actually, no. Um, okay, w- w- we said Lost World, right? Ends with Pteranodons. Yep. Uh, Lost um, Dress Part 3. Yep. And not focused, but also Jurassic World. When Rexy mm-hmm. roars on top, the Pteranodons are flying out in the background. There they oh, are. okay. Yep, well, there you go. Four out of five. Well, it's, Pick your game it just up, seems Jurassic Park. Ju- what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it seems like Jurassic Park was just like, hey, let's put real birds out there instead of reptiles, flying reptiles right now. Mm. And then and every movie afterwards, like, you know what? We've seen the birds. We see them every day. Let's yeah. put the flying reptiles. <laughs> well, in. yeah, that's it. Like Spielberg already had his Barbasol can out for a sequel if he wanted to go with that. So having Pteranodons fly away, one, there's been no mention or anything of them in the film at all so ha- yes it, that we had that version in the novel but having them at the end would be sort of a bit of a head scratch as to well, where these come from and then well where are these going as well mm. although we get that with every other film that follows it's like oh they're flying around <laughs> can they leave can they stay <laughs> so yeah I don't know say something here but it's kind of tangenty but <laughs> well yeah I was going to get into the, the Fallen Kingdom ones later um why i don't remember what it was um go (laughs) okay so i like something that is about the ending of the first movie since we're talking about endings is that i don't see how people can't understand the concept that birds are dinosaurs they they don't explicitly say it in the first movie but it's very very heavily implied especially with grant's dialogue how um Mm -hmm. When he when the T Rex attacks the Gallimimus, and he says you'll never look at birds the same way again. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's essentially saying right there, birds are dinosaurs. And then he and then yeah. it's implied again at the end of the movie when he's looking out, looking at the pelicans, seeing the future, seeing after just witnessing the dinosaurs of the past, he's now seeing the dinosaurs of the present. You know? Mhm. Mhm. Oh, I can I. Actually, it's funny that we, we you mentioned something like that. The other day I was driving home from work, and 
like there it was a green light and there was like three cars in front of me and I'm like why aren't they moving and you know, I mean it, coming home from the shift I'm really tired I just want to get home so I was like mm-hmm. come on move you know the road rage started ro- roaring up <laughs> and then I noticed why it was a line of geese crossing the oh, road bastards and it's <laughs> But it looks so cool for a second because I actually was just like, I don't know. Just looking at them, I was like, dinosaurs. <laughs> they do move in herds. Yeah, they're just yeah. walking across. And like, uh, and then some cars are getting too close and they're like, hey, stay away from the dinosaurs. Across. <laughs> I had one charge my car once. I mean, it was the he just ran up to my car and like head it. Are you sure it wasn't a, a Stimmy, uh, Stiggy Moloch? <laughs> yeah, it was exactly like that. They're mean. I don't like these. They're mean and temperamental. <laughs> and that's where you sort of look at the different behaviors towards uh, with different species. You saw crows and eagles, like the way they just hop around a carcass, even vultures and that. You go, well, that's just like compies and that mm-hmm. hopping around a carcass. And, and that. then you've got other stuff like geese, ducks swans that um, are sort of more graceful more your triceratops or stegosaur where they just sort of graze around wander around in herds and that and then when one gets uh, a little bit flighty <laughs> it's just pow out of nowhere I, I mean birds can be very nasty animals we were just talking on Jurassic Park the group about how um, how cassowaries can just they'll slice mm. you open right open like a raptor you know oh yeah when, oh, ostriches, yeah. ostriches are the same all those big birds What's that? Mm-hmm. Ostriches and ostriches and emus and that, like a lot of those big flightless birds, mm-hmm. um, have real can do some real damage with their feet. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, and, uh, I mean, you look at the feet of say an emu, it looks exactly how I imagine a Tyrannosaurus Rex foot would look like. Mm-hmm. It's got the three, it's got the three feet with the toe claws. I mean, it looks exactly like some, uh, any theropod, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a. There's a bird in um, in my country. Uh, I'm from Uruguay, and there's this. There's it's like a national bird. Um, it's called the tero tero because that's the sound that it makes. It's like tero tero. Like and this thing has like like these like claws on its wings, where like oh, it flies. Yeah, it it flies. It swoops down and it will slice your face. Like it like wow. this. Yeah, they're very territorial, and if you just stumble upon a nest, God save you, because like they'll come down, and their their aim is perfect. My mom, like growing up in uh, in Uruguay, she used to tell me all the time how like some fields, like like you're walking through like grassland fields or whatever, and you just happen upon a nest, and, and you just your your heart just drops, like you you start running because you know very well they're just gonna come down and just go at you. They're like kind of like almost like bees or, or hornets mm-hmm. or whatever. You go near their nest. Yeah. Yeah. They're small too. Yeah, we have but they'll slice you up. And Yeah. No, we got a we got a bird like that here that sort of round spring sort of yeah, very territory of its nest and the birds being birds as well, they'll nest in a in a tree that's next to a bike path or <laughs> near a school or anything like that and just seeing hearing kids screaming because they're getting swooped by these things and Sometimes, most of the time, it's just the scare, the scare factor of having this thing come down at you, and, and that. But sometimes they will, they, they'll snap at your ears or your cheek and nip at you <laughs> as they sort of swoop past, and it's just, yeah, same sort of thing. But 
Oh, yeah. Seems like they they're not too far from their old traits. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. All their velociraptors they they hunt in packs. <laughs> oh yeah. One of my favorite memes is actually um that it's a picture of a photographer being attacked by a, a golden eagle, and it's captioned, "It's hard to assert di- uh, uh, feathered dinosaurs aren't scary with a broken spinal column." <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. I mean, these animals—they're—they are dinosaurs. They will, will attack you. They will try to kill you. I mean, and maybe a sparrow is a bit less intimidating than a than a uh, cassowary. But these are animals who who will, uh, as they say, they they know what century they're in, and they will do anything that they can to defend themselves. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. One one sparrow might not be very scary but 50 of them oh, <laughs> much like compies oh yeah i mean pick you up and carry you away alfred hitchcock's the birds are is a terrifying movie for a reason you know mm-hmm. oh, yeah yeah all right uh another tangent <laughs> <laughs> ending um anything else on this minute you want to discuss before we get out of here for the day it ends, as you said, it ends the film very well. Mm-hmm. It's probably the best ending we do get out of the films when you are... I know, I know, Jay, you might agree with this as well, but a lot of people do love the way that sort of Jurassic World ends with the Tyrannosaur coming back out in the helicopter pad and just sort of roaring over a new kingdom. It's, she's back in charge of New Blur again. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. That, that actually had me in tears when I saw that because it's just... Uh, just, just coming from um, Jurassic Park three and saying and seeing how like the Spinosaur just came in and just like, hey, I'm the, I'm the big bad boss now, you know, like. Yeah. And I rem- like I said, I when I saw Jurassic Park three, I can't tell you my movie experience because I completely blanked out after that fight for the rest of the film. Like I, I don't, <laughs> like I left that theater with a full full tub of popcorn and a full drink because i didn't even eat i didn't do anything i was just like what what did i just see you know it it completely (laughs) took me out so like i never went to see it in theater again and then i can't tell you last time i actually seen the fight myself maybe it maybe was like five years ago i actually saw the fight i skip it like it traumatized me (laughs) you know so like to see the tyrannosaurus rex take the reins of the franchise again was just great such a triumphant moment. So I love that ending as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We sort of get the same thing here, sort of after after the engine and all the people have been on sauna um, and caused all this havoc, we sort of end here where the dinosaurs, they sort of, it's the next day. It's as if no one's ever been there. Mm-hmm. I did forget to look hard to see if you can see the cast. I'm pretty sure you can see the cast on that baby's leg as well when it's sitting there yeah, running around. Yeah, can't either. Yeah. But, um, I've looked for it. Yeah. That's just, yeah, like, again, as sort of Hammond says, life will find the way. It just the animals are there. I suppose when we get to uh, another Fallen Kingdom discussion, we can sort of talk about what happens, <laughs> what happened to all these animals after this But um, and Jurassic Park 3. But... I do have one final thing to say about this scene, is yep. that it is an existential thing, but as a buddy of mine uh, mentioned that I think it was the junior novelization. It was a dream. This whole ending is Kelly's is Kelly imagining back to Isla Sora. I mean, it's not actually it's not actually real. She's imagining the T Rex family, the Stegosaurus, and 
imagines a pteranodon landing on a tree, which is interesting because, I mean, is this real? Is this a real sequence, or is it just a character's imagination? Is it Hammond's or Kelly's imagination just taking whim at the idea of life finding a way? Mm. Well, the last shot we seen was um, was her watching the TV, and um, she could have easily fallen asleep during Hammond's speech there as well. So. That's why I'm a speech. <laughs> Every, yeah. Everybody falls asleep to the speech. Yeah. Put on Hammond, I can't sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point, though. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminutes at gmail.com. Facebook, The Lost World Minutes. Twitter, at The Lost World Minutes. And Instagram, The Lost World Minutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. Welcome. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, Life will find a way. Has to be. I'm just, I'm just hoping that we, um, we get kind of like what we got with the jeep. Where, I mean, as a kid, I loved that playability that the, that the cars would have with like all that crazy stuff. But then at the same time, I wanted it to be more film accurate. So I didn't, I wasn't too like thrilled with that missile launcher that the <laughs> Explorer has. It's a research missile. I'm like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, like, it hits the dinosaur, it takes out the blood. What the hell? Come on. Reads <laughs> like, the white, they hide. I, I get it, but I was always kind of like, oh, I wish it was just like another window. Yeah. You know? Well, now... In a, in a little... Yeah, now, now more so it's not... Yes, they're still making these figures for kids, but if you got sort of like the Legacy Line Jeep where it's sort of more towards the collector, um, we mm-hmm. now, now... I think they're going to... Yeah, now we've sort of grown up. We want that more screen accurate so we can have on a display. Um, yeah, because I, I was talking to uh, a friend of mine. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Matt. It might have been somebody else. Where we were talking about the Jeeps. And the one thing he said was like, oh, yeah, the, the but there's not that much playability. And I'm like, yeah, I get that, but it's more film accurate. Mm. <laughs> like, you get, you get the, you have the, the winch on it now, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, you know. But uh, it, I'm, I'm okay with it not having a huge rocket launcher on it and all this like <laughs> that the chair can come out. Like that was that chair thing. That's pretty cool that they had that in that car and they actually then used it in Lost World. Mm. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know. all right, now, let's, tri- let's not let's not get back into the toy discussion. <laughs> all right, Dave, all right, back to the Toronto <laughs>